you're doing it right or if you're doing it wrong. We're still doing it better than the other podcasts we talk about. Amen, brother. All right. Hi, this is Brian of the 2022 Mega Bowl Champion Skybusters, and you are listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with Josh and Gar. Thank you, Brian. Today is Tuesday, April 26th, 2022. This is podcast number 97, episode one of season five. Pretty fucking nuts. It's also pretty fucking bright outside, and I got to get a couple fuckings out of the way because it's been a while since I swore on a podcast and just makes me feel, you know, empowered as, as a, you know, through masculinity and all these other toxic things. Um, but yeah, we've got a cool podcast for you tonight. This is the cold open. I forget the other things I say other than it's an exciting show. It's the draft not so spectacular tonight so uh yeah without any further ado let's have walters rock us in and then we'll do our thing huh welcome to the hidden oaks overdose football fix with your lovely hostesses garlic johnson we're gonna need to take a break here while i change my pants josh mitchell sitting here undefeated in everything i do Except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle crayons. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I'm one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. I am joined, as always, by our other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to them folk out there, all the way coming from Germany way. Hi there, folk. Oh, it's Jesse. Uh. <laughs> it's, uh, it's something like, I don't know if it was 2.30 when he said that earlier, if it's 2.30 now, but uh, Germany's got to be a similar time frame to Latvia, so it's like, you know, 2.30-ish, you know, 4.30-ish, something like that for Jesse right now in the morning, and he is choosing to listen to us all the way in Germany while he is diligently doing his military job of probably sitting around while everyone else on base sleeps, but you should show more appreciation for Jesse there, Josh. Yeah, I have a feeling he's just sitting there with the loudspeaker on and he's blaring <laughs> us into the into the the speakers for everyone to hear our, our lovely voices as we talk about things we don't know. I know I'm already derailing my own intro because there's this whole spiel I'm supposed to go on that I always do, but since we're talking about Jesse, for whatever reason, like our listenership on Anchor, Germany has always been the number two country. And this obviously, Jesse has not been in Germany this whole time, but it's been the United States, like overwhelmingly, and then Germany, for whatever reason, has always been like 8 to 10% on Anchor. So I don't know if we have someone we know in Germany or if that was Jalen or someone just uses a VPN and listens to us through Germany, but uh, yeah, Latvia is number three. So Eric, you still have have not surpassed germany i know you switched from youtube to spotify but anyways yeah shout out to jesse we really appreciate you listening live from germany and we appreciate everyone else who listens not live um even though we are currently live at the time uh join our discord if you'd like to chat with us 24 7 on anything's football or about anything's other things anchor.fm slash hood pod is where you can leave us voicemails no one did that for this podcast but i didn't really try very hard to get people to do it either or if you'd like to kick it old school like you're an old man like brian hidden oaks overdose at gmail.com is a place where you can leave us emails if you show choose the segment start times as always will be down in the description below and we'd like to always uh thank or thank like we always do at levi Oki illustration on instagram our good friend carmel bear aka levi Oki, has always been responsible for all our beautiful art and uh can't thank that man enough so we appreciate you go check him out um on instagram or elsewhere if you'd like uh some art done or if you just want to see other pretty pictures josh it's been about three and a half months i did the math right before we came live here how you doing pal how's being a faja 
oh, you know, I'm doing. Um, I thought I was going to be late because it was 710 and I'm just tucking the little guy into bed. Um, well, not tucking because babies can't have blankets because, you know, not smart enough to choke or not choke themselves. So um, had to, you know, I'll put him in his little sleep sack and sang him a lullaby and um, rocked him a little bit and then uh, bonked him on the head. So he passed out. Perfect. I mean, and I will say, like, I know we run a more mature podcast, but I don't really want to hear about your sleep sack on the podcast. I think that might be a little bit too not safe for work for the fine folks listening, Josh. So if you keep, yeah, you know, no, your family sleep sacks to themselves, that'd be great. Yeah, I'm transitioning pretty well into dadhood. Um, I had, so I don't know if I told you this, but softball for the last two years, I've uh, I've had to wear soccer cleats. Okay. <laughs> Yep. Um, and that's because I was procrastinating. And when I went to go buy cleats, um, they didn't have any softball cleats left two years ago, like none in the store. Cause it was like middle of the seat, not middle of the season, but really early in the season. So sure. uh, the only thing that they had that was in my size was bright yellow soccer cleats. So I've been wearing those for two years. Yep. Well, since I'm a dad, I can't let that kind of influence be in the household. So I had to burn them some bitches real quick. And I went out and bought myself a pair of New Balance softball cleats. Josh, are you, do you get like extra runs per game just for being such a dad? Well, see, um, I had to kind of tone it down from the super dadhood to just kind of a. I had to, they're a little bit flashier than I'd like, but uh, they they're they're New Balance, and it, I haven't. Uh, they're they're on the way. They haven't been delivered yet, but I'm guessing that the comfort scale is eleven out of five. Oh, absolutely. And just to be clear, you so we gave you some New Balance uh, shoes in your daddy care package. You will be driving to and arriving at the b- softball game with your normal New Balance ons, and you will switch from New Balance sneakers to the New Balance cleats, correct? You'll go from New Balance to New yeah. Balance? Yeah, and um, instead of, you know, the, the, the softball attire of, um, like, gym shorts and or softball pants, I'll be wearing cargo jorts and a denim vest. God, I hope to be a quarter of the man you are someday, Josh. You are, you're an inspiration to us all. I just want to let you know that. Yeah. How are you, Gar? Thanks for asking, pal. Uh, well, most recently, I just turned 28 four days ago, so that's exciting. I am officially old. Um, I guess I don't know what the line is for old, but I certainly feel old. 28 is a number I don't like saying out loud. 25 to 26 was okay. 27 was like, okay, we're getting there. Now 28 feels like I'm officially a fossil. And I'm talking about NFL players that are now predominantly younger than me, and I don't like it. Tell me about it. Yeah. I mean, so I'm 28 now. Um, I don't know. Not, nothing too crazy happens for me over the winter. I just sit there and wait for football to come back. And this is kind of the last thing we get. I guess we get the schedule release, but that's not as exciting as people make it out to be. So it's going to be this and then the long drought until training camp, essentially. Maybe something sexier too happens over the summer, but not much usually. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Can't think of any other cool life updates. I'm not a dad. Oh, I go to therapy, I guess. Therapy is exciting. Everyone should go to therapy. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Not not much going on. I'm excited to be back. I'm excited that uh, last year, once we did our draft podcast, we kind of went you know once a month until August. So I'm kind of hoping we continue that trend and we bring back some uh, some football content to keep me busy over the summer. You know? Yeah. So it's season five. Can't believe we've made it this long. But should we get right into her there, Josh? We've uh, you know it's only been a seven and a half minute intro so far. Yeah. Well, the people miss us, and we got to kind of ease them into this. That's true. Um, and so that's kind of why we go into this next bit that I left on the schedule because 
Can you believe it's been one year since we unveiled the absolute hit um, <laughs> bit on our podcast, the Walters' comedy bit? It's been, an, it's been a whole year. Believe it or not, I thought it was 10 years ago that we did that because I tried to repress it that much. Um, but I kept this in because we need to reflect on our mistakes. We need to let everybody know that not all podcasts are perfect, ours included. Um, it was once an idea, it was a bad idea, and we corrected it quickly. Very, very rapidly. Walters did. We gave him like one set, right? And he like came with props because we were a video pod at that time, right? And so he had, like a, uh, he had like a PowerPoint, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he had a, yeah, he had a PowerPoint that I'm pretty sure he still tried to draw with crayons. Right. And that was before he like restarted his podcast, if I remember correctly, or maybe, I don't know. I don't even remember. But at that point, he was like a free agent and he wanted to help us, I think. Yeah, he was, I think he was begging to be a part of ours and we let him do this as kind of a tryout. And then we, uh, well, as you, (laughs) as you know, he hasn't been on since and he has his own podcast again. Um, So yeah. Own much less successful podcast, maybe we had. Yeah, they, they. She's gonna come back with the. We have more followers. Yeah, well, you begged. Oh, we get paid on Twitch. Well, congrats. We get paid from Brian Knup's wallet. So it's basically the same thing, right? <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. So the the moral of the story that Josh was trying to bring up is not all of our podcast ideas our ideas are the best. And go out having four full seasons and now starting our fifth season. You know, we're still gonna fuck up from time to time. So bear with us. Uh, we will correct rapidly when we need to, and sometimes not so rapidly. But we will get there. And uh, you know, probably by the end of season ten, we will have the perfect podcast. And Josh and I will be rich and famous, and other people will be hosting while we just get fat on royalty checks. Um, but with that, Josh, should we get right into the old? Fantasy zone what do you think hell yeah brother all right well josh who brings us the Fantasy zone still to this day he re-upped his sponsorship sky busters one year later do we have any idea what sky busters does or is supposed to stand for or walters you're not going to speak don't come in here and immediately raise your hand go tuck yourself in josh yeah we'll just pretend you're waving (laughs) then he leaves immediately (laughs) anyways uh yeah skybusters are we any closer to understanding what the sponsorship truly is other than brian just being bored um no but you know it's it's possible that you know with some of the things that we're trying to do i know we're trying to um, cut some things out and, and maybe trying to shorten the podcast down a bit. But it might be one of those things that uh, every week we have a a new hint as to some of my research and how deep I dive in finding out what the true origin of Skybusters is. Oh, I can't wait for that to be a good three, four week bit. Then you get tired of it. But I'm excited for those three, four weeks. I tell you that. I'm happy you're giving me that long. <laughs> Josh, on the Fantasy Zone, we call it the Fantasy Zone because we usually have our own snack and beverage type sponsors. Do you have anything over there sponsoring us tonight that you will be sipping on or snacking on while we talk? Well, I have the old classic rum and coke as well as kind of a half a glass of watermelon lemonade that I that I have. Uh, <laughs> okay, in, so multiple beverages. Okay. Yep. Um, as far as snacks go, no. I did have an apple with peanut butter and um, chocolate chips earlier, so yum yum in my tum tum. How about you, Gar? What did you uh, go and uh, display your feats of athleticism to grab? <laughs> well, for, for right, I did sprint, like I said, one stride across my apartment. And the fact that I can even talk right now without you know catching my breath for the rest of the pod is, is a miracle. But uh, before I move on to myself, Josh, I just want to be clear. You have none other than Sailor Jerry's as your rum and Coke, right? That, that's your rum of choice is Sailor Jerry's. Um, so... That- 
Kids are expensive. I have now um, <laughs> degraduated to oh, the God. ones that don't even have brand names. <laughs> it's like a scratched off label. So you're you've went you so you, you there was obviously Captain Morgan's the standard. Then there was Sailor Jerry's. You're probably now down to. I don't know. <laughs> Skipper, Skipper Brad's. <laughs> Cousin Leroy's or Skipper Brad's. Or, uh, I was trying to keep it nautical still, Josh. Anyways, we're wasting a lot of time. But yeah, I've got uh, I've got an Arnie Palmer as always. I've always got a couple in the fridge ready to go. Ooh, yeah. Not, not a flavored one, but still a classic. Thank you, Arizona Tea. And then I also have some Wiley Wallaby soft and chewy licorice. This is blueberry pomegranate flavored licorice. The Wiley Wallaby. I'm sure you guys see it in the store these days. It's a much higher quality um, licorice than Twizzlers or Red Vines. Red Vines shouldn't even exist. Twizzlers are okay, but if you're looking How for... dare you? If you're, if you're looking for more high quality licorice, check out the Wiley Wallaby. Their OGs are good, and they have some flavored ones as well that I enjoy. Um, yeah, but, I like the Wiley Wallabies. I, the red is kind of underwhelming to me. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I guess I haven't seen many of the other flavors out there to try. Well, it uh, comes straight to you. Comes straight to you from Perm, Minnesota, which is much more located closer to me than to you. It's only about a half an hour from here. But um, yeah, news, uh, Josh. I'm not gonna do a lot in the fantasy zone, but in lieu of doing absolutely nothing, there's new playoff time rules. How do we feel about them? Very briefly. Um, well, I'm just going to say what the Packers sub said um, because the well, the running thing is you know the Packers always lose in overtime because Aaron Rodgers never gets the ball. And now the Packers are going to lose in overtime because Aaron Rodgers gets the ball, but then the other team gets the two-point conversion. Right. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's the, so both teams get a possession, even on a touchdown, only in the playoffs. But I mean, it's still if they both go down and score touchdowns, still the advantage goes to the team that first gets the that first that still wins the coin toss. I mean, it's it's a bit of a band aid in a sense that they're just kind of satisfying some frustrations that have happened the last couple of years. But I don't know that it's truly different. Um, obviously. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah. In the end, the advantage still goes to the coin toss team. It's no, you know, bar none. So that's pretty much the gist of it. I don't mind it. I always, I was always advocate for more playoff football because it's the, the cream of the crop, so to speak. But I don't know. I'm, I'm whelmed by it. Not over by any means. Yeah. Nope. Same. Um, and then other bit of news is we're we've been on Discord for a solid year now. So, yay. Yeah, I mean, it's um, probably, if I, if I mean, I like to dream big from time to time. If anything, I hoped we could have done more in the offseason, just keeping up and chatting and stuff. We had some good discussions from time to time, but also I feel like people need a break, and maybe I needed more of a break than I thought I did, so I didn't try to cultivate as much conversation as I normally probably would have. So I'll put, I'll put plenty of that uh, on my shoulders as well. But we appreciate everyone who's in the Discord. We are still... I don't know. I can't do that math right now, but about probably 30 to 40 people strong. So we appreciate everyone who's in here. Some of you I guilted or manipulated into being here by running various contests out of the Discord, but it's convenient. And so we appreciate those who listen and those who contribute. Anything else, Josh? Yeah. Should we hop right into some NFL talk for reals this time? Yeah. All right. Let's keep removing then, Josh. Free agency. What do we got? Looks like you want to talk about the Packers first. The Packers, uh, they're making some splashes this year, Josh. What do, we, what do we got here for Packers news? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, you know, Packers, um, they got rid of just kind of the loose ends, the things on the team that they don't necessarily need. Um, and then they brought in some big-name talent, such as uh, Sammy Watkins. Um, and then they also got themselves Pat O'Donnell, who is a punter from the Burrs. Um but yeah, so as they basically trimmed the fat when they 
with their free agents and trades this offseason. No big names left our team at all. None, huh? Are you sure about that? Think about that real long and hard. Nope, nope, no big names. Um, we've um, Some people said that we lost one of our um, best wide receivers. I say Alan Lazard's still on the team, so what are you talking about? And <laughs> I mean, Amari um, yeah. Rodgers, I mean, he was the first-round pick in the Hidden Oaks Dynasty draft last year. I mean, the, clearly there's if, the, the talent's there. If one A Rodgers is hard enough to beat, just imagine two. Uh, but no, we lost Devontae. Obviously, it sucks. He's a top two, not two wide receiver. Um <laughs> And do not do wide receiver. You're so that's like his stupid. hashtag. That's his hashtag. <laughs> Top two, not two. That's his hashtag. That's have you fucking... have you listened have no. have you listened to Pat McAfee? It jeez, buddy. Um, but uh, yeah, we lost him in that trade. But obviously, honestly, I'm not as bummed out about that as people thought I would be. Just because I understand, like he wanted to go back to Oakland. Packers made an offer similar to what, um, or not Oakland, Las Vegas. Uh, Packers made a similar Easy, offer. Um, he wasn't going to play on the franchise tag, um, and so he would have sat out anyways. And so we got a first and a second out of it. Not not a bad return on that. Uh, Tyree Kill got traded. Obviously, you know, it's a similar situation, except he wanted more money. Um, so it's like it, it, Christian Kirk ruined the market, and uh, not. But I don't. I still don't think that that would have caused Devonte to stay. Um, other guys we lost that are kind of a big deal, Lucas Patrick, Billy Turner, both of them had some offensive line play in there, and then Zadarius Smith, um, but he was well past his prime, probably not worth a dollar these days. <laughs> oh, Josh, you're, come on. That, what's, Josh, I'm just kidding. Zadarius is a good player. He, he just was hurt all last year with a broken back. He played good in the playoff game that you guys lost. That's what the internet tells me. Well, he had fresh legs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you take a full season off, yeah, you're usually pretty fresh. Um, but okay, that's uh, that's a lot of Packers stuff. Are you excited about the future very briefly? I don't know. We'll get into it later. But with all these free agency movements, do you think they've made enough moves pre-draft to be in a great position to succeed? Obviously, Rodgers being the cornerstone, um, paying him mega bucks in the future. Yeah, I mean, he's... Yeah, I mean, it's still still open. Obviously, losing Devontae's um, going to you know, not strengthen our wide receiver core at all. But if they address that in the draft before the second round, um, then uh, we will at least have some pieces. Um, bringing in Sammy Watkins is okay. I mean, he'll he'll put up solid numbers for the two games he's not hurt. And then um, we'll find holes. We'll find out who can refill his hole after that. I love filling holes, Josh. Uh, moving on to some Vikings talk here. Um, I mean, we, we, I wouldn't say there was a very dramatic change in the team overall. We extended Kirk. We did some other things, restructured a bunch of players. As far as players lost, uh, Michael Pierce was probably the biggest contract we lost. We had signed him a couple years ago out of the Ravens, and he just he took the COVID year off, which is understandable. And then uh, he just was hurt a bunch last year. Um, so I mean, we, and then we just re-signed a D- or we signed a new D tackle, anyways. Tyler Conklin, he was uh, our starter last year because Irv Smith got hurt, and then uh, more of a depth center, Mason Cole. I believe is gone. I'm not sure we re-signed him. He might have gone somewhere else. But we also acquired Harrison Phillips, the defensive tackle I alluded to a second ago. The linebacker Jordan Hicks out of Arizona. Um, I don't like this guy's last name, tight end Johnny Munt. It feels like it's a racial slur for some reason. Munt, I just don't like saying it. Um, and then uh, the big piece, the piece de raisons, the edge rushers, Adarius Smith, same draft class as Daniil Hunter. They had been talking about playing together for a bit, essentially, since a, since a Pro Bowl where they met 
Um, so it's exciting. Hopefully they can both stay healthy. That's a question mark for both of them. But um, as, tar- as far as free agency goes, a very whelming thing for Vikings fans. Obviously, we have a new GM and a new head coach we'll talk about in a second. But um, yeah, most people wanted the Vikings to blow it up, so to speak. And uh, instead, Quasey uh, made a lot of moves that are very reminiscent of uh, Rick Spielman. So which is, you know, more of a win now. Our window is now-ish um, instead of, like, looking hard to the future. So I'm fine with it. I liked Rick Spielman, and I still miss Mike Zimmer to this day. But, uh, yeah, for fans who Vikings fans who wanted the more of a blow-it-up approach, certainly they did not get that. So we will see whether or not it pays off, I guess, uh, this season. Yeah, I will give you my um, honest review of Zedaria Smith. Um, as he is now a member of your team, please treat him nicely. Um, <laughs> he's fun to watch. High energy. He will, you know, he, he gets in the backfield. He's disruptive. Um, there, there's, I don't know. It's like one or two or three games each year, though. Every other series, he is laying on the, on the turf, and you're questioning whether or not he's going to be out the rest of the game. He'll do it three or four times in the same game. So it's just like you got those, those gut-wrenching moments. And, and I, he's, he was, I, I forget which game it was, but a couple of years ago, I think it was near the end of the season, he spent... I want to say four out of six plays on a drive round, just like with the medical staff. I was like, come on, buddy, get up. But uh, he is, he's a great player, fun to watch. I hope he sucks for you. Okay. Well, that's appreciate that. Um, and yeah, uh, did you have any other Vikings thoughts? I know you're kind of, uh, even though you're a Packers fan, you're ingrained in the market. Um, any thoughts on Quasey? Because we're going to talk about coaches in a second. But any thoughts on Quasey or any of the other moves? Do you think the Vikings should have blown it up instead of more of a instead of a more of the same approach, essentially? Or what, what have you been thinking? Because no, I, I know you I, love listening to Paul Allen every day. Yeah, no, I I love I love to punish myself with his voice, but um, no, I, I don't listen to that human being um, if he's that. I I guess a lot of the things that I've seen or read or heard um, just around the wire is kind of what you had alluded to with people wanting a big blow up or people wanting big splashes like to bring in guys and sign guys and Zadarius Smith is probably a big splash for you guys or in considerate like when you consider things especially since he was supposed to be a Baltimore Raven again right um did you just die um no I coughed my voice is scritchy Jesus Um, but uh some of the things that I'd heard are, you know, it, it feels like more of the same. Um, and then obviously your guy, you guys need a cornerback, but a lot of people are saying they want to draft somebody else. Um, but uh, they can, um, I forget where I had seen it, heard it or read it, but there, uh, there was somebody that said, watch everybody come in here saying it's just the same old, same old. And then we take a first round cornerback and it's the exact same thing every other year. And we follow it up with another cornerback and then another lineman that doesn't do anything. And I was just like, well, I'm looking at your needs and that wouldn't be all so bad if they actually kind of panned out. <laughs> right. But, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's always funny to watch that. And, and, you know, it's, I mean, the Packers fans they are out there clamoring for a wide receiver. And I know at pick 22 when they take an offensive tackle, um, <laughs> It's gonna be, it's gonna be something along the lines of, "Don't worry, we still got pick twenty eight. We still got pick twenty eight, and then they'll take their sixteenth cornerback at pick twenty eight. Um, that's that's about how I expect it to go. 
All right. We'll talk about more in the draft in a bit, but I appreciate your insight on the Viking stuff. And I know to the fans listening, we're just giving you a lot of reminders, but I've forgotten half the stuff myself. And, uh, you know, we're going into the draft, so a lot of this context matters. Real quickly, I just want to go over the fact that there's nine new head coaches this year. I know that's a lot. There was a lot of movement uh, in the winter right after the season. Black Monday and all this and that was pretty heavy. Lovey Smith is in Houston now with the most glorious beard I've ever seen. Look up Lovey Smith beard. You'll be impressed. Dennis Allen, the defensive coordinator for the Saints, he took over for Sean Payton. Matt Eber, Flus, the bastard that owes me $20 from high school. He's now the head coach um, in Chicago coming from uh, coming as a defensive guy from the Colts. Mike McDaniel, who was the memeiest head coach of all time. Josh, I don't know how much you know about Mike McDaniel, but this guy is full memes. And the Vikings sub for a good week wanted nothing but Mike McDaniel, just, just for the memes. And so he was the former offensive coordinator for the Niners, now the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Nathaniel Hackett, offensive coordinator for the Packers, is now the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Kevin O'Connell came from the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. He's now our head coach here in Minnesota. Josh McDaniels, longtime offensive coordinator for the Patriots is now in Vegas. Doug Peterson has come back to head coach the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Brian Dabble, the uh, offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, is now the head coach for the New York Giants. Josh, do you have any opinions on any of these guys? I know, I mean, Lovey Smith, we're obviously very familiar with Nathaniel Hackett. You guys lost some talent there. Vikings take on a Super Bowl champion coordinator. Josh McDaniels finally doesn't screw over a team and tries head coaching again. Uh, Mike McDaniel and the memes. Any any strong opinions here, positive or negative, for these new head coaches around the league? Uh, no, not really. Um, I guess um, something to, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett being Rodgers' QB coach for years, good for him on getting that opportunity to be a head coach in Denver. A lot of people saw that signing and said, bye, Rodgers. Um, and, you know, it's good for them that they actually have enough brain cells to string together a sentence, if that's what they were thinking. Um, but uh, they brought in Tom Clements for Green Bay, and that's actually Rodgers' guy. So I'm expecting him to double his numbers this season as compared to the last one. Um, but some other things that went on in the rest of the league, we're not going to talk too much about it, but I will mention that um, there are a lot of QBs on the move this offseason, it felt like, or a lot of uh, starting QBs a, there is. A lot, yeah. Uh, uh, Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. Uh, Matt Ryan went to Indy. Deshaun went to Cleveland, um, where the massage game is much, much lower than Houston, I, I hear. Uh, Russ Wilson. Drew Locke went to Seattle. I guess he's a starter. Carson Wentz is now in uh, the Washington commies. Uh, Mitch Trubisky's in uh, Pittsburgh. And then Marcus Mariota's in Atlanta. Any any strong opinions there? I mean, I think that the flashiest and splashiest one was Deshaun Watch and the most controversial one, and then Russell Wilson also was a pretty big move. Um, with those two big names, who do you think will have more success, Deshaun or Russ? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I know. That's why I'm I gonna go with. I'm going to go with uh, – it hurts me to say it, but I'm going to go with Deshaun just because he Damn. tends to – I mean, he's been with a, a bad team and put up solid numbers. Um, Russ might have a better team than he did before, but um, we've seen we've seen him on great teams in the past as well, um, and and his numbers don't necessarily change a whole lot. Um, and so we'll we'll see. I mean, they both have they're both going to be you know top top tier QBs. Um, I think my favorite one on this one is um, Indianapolis with Matt Ryan. That's actually going to be a pretty solid team. I think. You think so? Um, if they address the uh, the pass catching, whoa! You're, they have Mo Alley Cox. What do you? What, what else do you need? I guess Mo Cox. Exactly. And I, do they still have T Y Hilton? I know they have Pittman. Uh, they do not have T Y. Do they have? Uh, 
Well, nope. th- there's some other receiver that I, I used to have in my dynasty team that I forgot. But anyways, um, okay. But yeah, Matt Ryan, I think, is a sneaky good pick. Um, would you say Matt Ryan is truly an upgrade over Carson Wentz, or are they more so very similar tier? I think Matt Ryan is, uh, since he's less, he's he's smarter with the football. He's not going to, you know, run and try and force a play like Carson Wentz does. But uh, He's not going to sprain um, he's, both he's ankles like a, on one play? <laughs> yeah, he's not going to do something <laughs> like that. Um, if he can move fast enough to sprain one ankle, I'd be impressed. But um, I just think that he's going to be smarter with the ball, um, and, that, and that pays, you know, you know, all it's like Pat says. All you need to do is turn left or turn right to hand it to uh, Jonathan Taylor. Okay, so this this is a pure hypothetical, Josh. And you know, if you want me to quit wasting time, I can. But I, I like it. It's been a while since we've done this, and I love having conversations. Let's say in theory, Aaron Rodgers did leave, um, and the Packers instead of going with Jordan Love, who still could be a good quarterback someday, we don't know. But in lieu of Jordan Love being the starter of of all these quarterbacks that moved, or maybe Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield that still has to move, if you had to pick one of these other quarterbacks to lead the Packers, who would you have want? Who would you who would you have wanted? Ver, um, instead in place of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if we're going with pure talent, I would say Deshaun Watson, just would because you, of his age and his talent level. Sure. Um, would you want all the controversy going, that comes with it? No, yeah. I, that's why I said pure talent. Yep. Um, but uh, keeping that in mind, I'd go with Mitch Trubisky just so we could beat the Bears <laughs> twice a year with them. Um, oh, I would good. say two and two and fifteen with Mitch Trubisky at the home would be just fine. Um, no, in all seriousness, probably Russ. Russ, um, bring him back to Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah um, bring him back. He was, you know, a Badger. Um, he, he's 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 still a solid QB. He's, um, I mean, he's not Deshaun Watson, but I also wouldn't want to have to deal with all that off-field um, stuff because who knows if he's going to get suspended or not. Um, just think, if he had any hint of marijuana on him, he'd have been suspended for a year already. But uh, nope, he just uh, he just had 22 allegations of sexual assault against him. He's in the clear. Yeah, thank you NFL for being so yeah forward thinking. Uh, all right, Josh, we talked a lot about the quarterbacks. Why don't you go ahead and uh, the running backs? The most exciting list here we've that we've compiled. Yeah, jeez, I just I don't know how this wasn't top top news every day all day. Uh, Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds both going to Miami. Those were the biggest movers in running back. Who do you think has more success in Miami out of those two, Chase or Raheem? Neither. Don't they still have, uh, what's his nuts? Miles Gaskin, sure. Yeah. Neither of them. Okay. Um, And then I'll go with the catcher since uh, Josh took the other two. Christian Kirk went to Jacksonville on a deal that surprised a lot of people, but if you're a team like Jacksonville, you got to pay extra to get people to come play for you. That's just the way she goes. Juju Smith-Schuster is now with the Chiefs. Devontae Adams is with the Raiders in Vegas, like Josh said earlier. Allen Robinson is now a Ram, kind of taking that splashy name role away from um, OBJ, who signed last year. Tyreek Hill is in Miami, so the Mimi Mike McDaniels can do some crazy stuff with him and Jalen Waddle combined. CJ... Use a bunch. <laughs> Go ahead and pronounce that the way you intended it to be. Uh, use a bunch of letters. <laughs> CJ use a bunch. Use a bunch of letters. Uh, the tight end who's a very insignificant tight end. I'm not sure why you listed him, but he is now a Jet. Uh, Tyler Conklin is also now a Jet. A solid season last year. And I'm surprised you I'm didn't. Tyler Conklin. I'm surprised. All right, easy. Um, and uh, I'm surprised you didn't mention Robert Woods as a Titan now. Uh, yes, I may have forgotten that one. 
Yeah, but those are all the big, the biggest names for sure. Um, any of those excite you? Any of those? I mean, obviously, you're sad to see Devonte go, but like people sleep on Derek Carr a lot. Derek Carr can sling it. I think Devonte Adams doesn't lose a step here. Um, what do you yeah, think well, about I that? Mean, or Allen Devontae Robinson put up solid. Devonte put up solid numbers with Brett Hundley, so I think he's going to do fine with his old college quarterback, where they just shredded the competition at uh, in college. So, yeah, I think they'll be fine. Um, I don't think he's going to lose a step. I still think he's worth the first round in fantasy. Um, Allen Robinson to L.A. is pretty interesting. There's a lot of mouths to feed, but he's in a better situation than he was in Chicago. I do like Tyreek Hill in Miami uh, just because Mimi McMemerson um, with uh, Jalen Waddell. Um, it's literally just it's the fastest offense on paper by far and on the field, I'm guessing. There's going to there's gonna be hook and ladders and ladders and hooks. Um I'm underwhelmed by Christian Kirk. I never thought he was that good of a wide receiver. Um, he's solid, but he's not worth that kind of money. He's not a wide receiver one in Jacksonville, I don't think. Um, and so, I mean, nobody's going to fill the shoes of Keelan Cole. Come on now. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm most interested out of, out of this list in Allen Robinson. Just, I, I don't care much about Juju, no offense to him. Um, but he's just no Tyreek Hill, and he'll be used differently, I think. But Allen Robinson, he appeared to be QB-proof for a while with Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky throwing him the rock, and then he just really just took an absolute nosedive last year. So I don't... I mean, I, like you alluded to, there's more mouth to feed, so it's not like I don't expect him to put up crazy stats, but I'm just interested, like, is he still the player he used to be, or did, like, something fundamentally change with him as a player? Well, I mean, we won't know until we find out this season, but I'll be yeah, interested I mean, to see what his ADP is for sure, how people feel about him. He woke up in Chicago every day for two years. How do you think he'd feel? <laughs> you, you know what? You're absolutely right. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much all the free agency stuff. Anything else come to your mind before we continue on here, Josh? Uh, no, still a lot of big names out there, so that'll be fun. Uh, did, where did, did Von, I know we don't really put, pretty much focus on offense because fantasy, but did Von Miller go back to Denver, or is he still out there? He's in Buffalo. Oh, that's right. He went to Buffalo. I was going to say, that's one other name. Like So OBJ forced his way out of Cleveland and ended up getting a ring. Von Miller got traded, I don't want to say against his will, but he got a ring, and then they're just, just as quickly out of there. It's a very interesting NFL we live in these days. Um, in my mind but yeah all right we'll move on uh we're gonna go and talk about some pre-draft thoughts uh, and remaining off-season outlook what a great segment title jesus christ um but uh before we talk what's about wrong this, with that it's, it's just very long and i i don't know you, you did nothing wrong josh is exactly i'm sure how it was worded last year um but me Actually, I, it is because i just copied and pasted it right i should have come up with something better i guess is what I'm, I'm mad at myself more than anything anyways we're going to talk about this year's draft but before we do that josh uh we like to do a grain of salt around here so you know exactly how experts uh, how big of experts we are our expertise and the, the level it comes in so we're going to give us a bit of grain of salt on how we felt about the draft last year to start is that correct josh this is kind of your thing um, oh yeah i guess i wasn't planning on going too deep into it but oh sure very um, briefly then <laughs> i'm dying i just look back Josh. at some of the grades we had and obviously um i'll talk fast here but we had six representatives yeah uh we had the green Bay Packers, myself cincinnati bengals uh which is going to be mika indianapolis colts which is hopefully no longer in the sex dungeon of ursay's um basement uh that's levi oki um you were the vikings um Pittsburgh well, Steelers. I, I please that was that was field reporter senior correspondent dusty johnson that's Come on. Yeah, pal. sorry. Dusty Johnson. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers, we had Eric's, and then Chicago Bears. Uh, was that Burt McStuffins or whatever his name is? Yeah, Burt McStuffins is correct. Burt 85 McStuffins. Thank you. Uh, um, and, you know, we had A for the Packers, B plus for the Bengals, B plus for the Colts, 
A for the Vikings, A for the Steelers, and A for the Bears. I guess you everyone know, obviously, did good. Yeah, everyone had a, everyone had a B plus or higher. Yay! Um, <laughs> if I were to look at this, I would say that some of these people would like to change their grades. Um, obviously, it's after a year; it's hard to tell. I still think that the Packers got a solid A out of this. Um, just looking at the the list. Um, Eric Stokes was the number one corner for rookies, if I remember correctly. He had a solid rookie year. Uh, Josh Myers was great when he started before he got hurt. Amari Rogers was a little bit of a question mark. Um, he had some issues with uh, ball control. Royce Newman has the mullet of the century, and he's a ginger, so I guess that's uh, kind of us fulfilling the Rooney rule, but he he got plenty of starts. Um, and then Kylan Hill uh, was a solid returner before he got hurt. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings list is a bunch of more unknowns because uh, we, d- we didn't really need a lot of starters last year. So, I mean, Christian Derrissaw got hurt, but he eventually came in and started fine. Kellen Mond was not going to be a first-year starter. It appears like he's going to be a bit of a bust pick, but, I mean, when you're taking a QB in the third round, the hit rate, i got to imagine, is like, I don't know, 5 to 10%. So, I mean, anyone who expected great success is probably more foolish than anything. Linebacker Chaz Surratt did not turn into anything yet. Uh, I believe he played special teams. Wyatt Davis, I know, was banged up most of last year. Patrick Jones was a good rotational piece. Kenny Wahoo was a good returner. Cameron Bynum was an okay rotational safety. So, we'll see. I mean... I think there's, I mean, one year later, I mean, the Vikings did not have a lot of impact from the rookies last year. That was widely reported in the media. And that's a, you know, that was a lot of pressure put on Rick. Although I would say, you know, if you're a team that needs a lot of contributors, because the standard was if you have a bunch of contributing rookies, you had a good draft. It also could be like, your team fucking sucks. So that's why all these rookies had to start because you couldn't retain any players. So I don't know that that's the metric that people should use to judge drafts, but certainly we did not have a lot of rookie contributions last year i can admit that and uh, so i mean if you want to look at it through that this would be like a c maybe a d plus draft grade but uh, if you want to you know aim it towards the top christian darisol was a solid pick so and we traded back to get him and still got him so i'd give that pick yeah. an a minus at least yeah no and then i think that uh Mick is probably pretty happy with his overall thing. You could take away every player except Jamar Chase and big kick Mick, and he'd still give a B plus, if not an A plus. Um, I do like the Chris Evans pick as well. He had a solid uh, output as a rookie um, in the limited touches he had. Um, Colts. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the Steelers, you know, they got Najee Harris and Pat Firemuth. Uh, those are solid. I, I don't know about an A. And then Justin Fields is still a question mark because that team is just bleh. Uh, but Cleo Herbert was pretty fun to watch. Um, we'll just, I mean, it's the Bears, so they got a D minus. Um, yeah, so that was that. Obviously, I think it's funny. We all had like A's or B pluses. A um, couple of the picks were definitely worth that grade. A couple of them, not so much. All right, Josh. And then uh, we kind of have what we expect to happen during the draft. I know we have the spreadsheet here, kind of all the team's needs and kind of the order. Uh, how how in-depth do we want to go with this? Because, I mean, I figured since we have this whole list, if we were going to kind of go through it, even if it was quickly, we could kind of like do our own first-round mock if you wanted to, since we're going to probably go team by team. Are you interested in doing that, or did you want to do this at more high level and just kind of skim through it, or how deep did you want to go? Because I know you have all the teams and their needs, and then you also have this other sheet here of like the top – However many prospects, I don't know how deep this goes real quick, but it looks like the yeah, top I, 400 prospects. So, Yeah, I, I just copied and pasted from a website. Um, the reason I have the top or the teams and their needs is because um, of the acquired and lost. I uh, just was looking through that more so than anything. Sure. Um, obvi- but the needs are something on there. And then I got the top list because um, I thought, you know, this is just someone's mock and everything. And um wanted to see you know if there were any names on there that you were hoping the vikings could get realistically um or if there's anybody that you'd like to avoid um 
I didn't want to go into too much depth, mostly because it's not like last year, the year before, it seems, where there's, you know, a top, the top five picks are like, holy cow, who are they going to take? Um, because it's like, now it's like, who are they going to take? It's, it's a lot of, um, th- these guys aren't, there's no solid QB to, to lead the, to lead them. Um, I'm still seeing mocks where there's four or five QBs off the board in the first round though, which is still bonkers. Um, considering how badly this, uh, QB class has been talked up. Um, but, uh, I guess as far as going into depth on things, what do you think as far as what do you want to see the Vikings do? Uh, I mean, the Vikings, I mean, a lot of people have them, uh, I mean, I guess I was just watching a bunch of, like, Vikings videos. A lot of the beat reporters around here think if, um, Stingley, I forget his first name off the top of my head, Derek Stingley Jr., if he, out of LSU, if he makes it to 12, a lot of people have us taking him just because the LSU connection, the former LSU defensive coordinator is now on our coaching staff. He's a banged-up cornerback that is probably going to fall in the draft just because of that Liz Frank injury. And so, should he fall to 12, most people have us taking him, which I'm totally fine with. I mean, I have no problem with that. Um, should he not fall, I would not be surprised uh, one bit if... <laughs> I, and I also want this just for the pure memes and just so I can watch the Minnesota Vikings subreddit have to be quarantined as it implodes upon itself if Kwesi Adolfo Mensa trades back and acquires either some 2023 picks or some additional 2022 picks uh, just so the Vikings subreddit can just fucking explode in anger. That's kind of what I want to happen because everyone thinks it's just such a bad strategy, but uh, you know how many people, how many armchair GMs really know anything about anything? So that's what I want, just so I can watch the subreddit be in turmoil for a bit, even if it'll also bring me my own turmoil. But realistically, if they took Derek Stingley, that'd be fine. Um, I know you put the notes earlier that the Vikings were already dreading the Jefferson extension, and we're seeing some a lot of these receivers demand a lot of money. Um, I know this is allegedly a deeper wide receiver class, but I don't think it would be crazy to take a wide receiver here, in the, especially in the first round, just because you have that fifth-year option. You lock down, hopefully, a solid stud franchise receiver for five years on a rookie deal, and so you don't have to... And then you have two solid studs, and you don't have to worry about that. You can either extend Jefferson then or draft another receiver um, and you know, I think receivers might start to get treated more like running backs just because they're, the money they're demanding is so insane, and uh, the you know the college produces so many receivers. I can see um, that receiver market kind of fundamentally changing if this money keeps continues to go in this direction. So that all that's to say, I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings went with a receiver as well, so they get a, one on a nice deal, or uh, even an edge rusher because uh, Zadarius and Daniel uh, struggle with healthiness. So, what do you think about all that? Yeah, no, I I think uh, I I don't think wide receivers out of the question. Um, you mentioned the fifth year option, which is kind of becoming a moot point. There's, I mean, a lot of a lot of guys are uh, quarterbacks more so than wide receivers, I guess, are negotiating in their third year, not and and you know, I'm um, trying to get that extension done before the fifth year option can even be used. Sure. Um, and and so that's that's one of those things that it, we might see trend into wide receivers. I don't know if there's been any wide receivers lately that have done that or not, but. Um, yeah, I didn't put dread. I put sweating, uh, just because of the trend of the market. Um, Whatever. I think Sorry. That, it's, I, I apologize. Think, I think that Derek Stingley is going to be gone by 12 just because his pro day. Um, you mentioned the Liz Frank fracture and how that might um, cause him to drop some. His pro day, I think he ran like a 4.36, 4.37, um, and he was balling. So uh, there, there's been people saying top five for him possibly. Oh, yeah, he so deserves that, that, I'd say, but for sure. 
Yeah, so you know, if he drops to twelve, I hate you. If he doesn't <laughs> drop to twelve and Vikings trade back, giggle, giggle. Um, right. So hang on, would the would the would the subreddit implode completely if they traded back and for some reason it was a trade back with the Packers at twenty eight? I mean, I find that a very unrealistic option, but yeah, for sure that would add to the implosion. I mean, the trade back would be 80 to 90% of the implosion, but yeah, another 20% could be added if it was with the Packers for sure. You don't see a lot You wow. don't see a lot of those in-division trades, but No. No, you don't. Uh I said it would be unlikely. Yeah. Um as far as uh you know, is there one position on here that you would just absolutely let's say they stay at 12. Um if they drafted somebody at 12, would you just take your remote and throw it out the window because you never want to turn your TV on again? I mean, I don't. I try to keep a pretty level head. I don't know that I ever react that strongly. Um, that being said, I mean, I think a running back at twelve doesn't make a whole lot of sense because I mean, just with the way the NFL is going. Even though I love to respect the players and I want to see the players get everything they can, I think the running backs are kind of getting shafted in this whole current CBA. That being said, a running back at twelve doesn't make very much sense to me at all. Um, I don't think a tackle would make very much sense because I think Christian Derrissaw and Brian O'Neill seem to be pretty good tackles so you know a, a top 12 pick being used on a tackle makes pretty little sense um outside of those two positions i can't think of another position off the top of my head that we could like linebackers wouldn't be crazy because anthony barr is gone safety wouldn't be crazy um edge rusher interior lineman won't be crazy corner we've already talked about i mean bradbury a lot of people hate on bradbury so i already said interior lineman but specifically a center would be fine too um wow you guys suck i mean a tight end i guess won't make as much sense at 12 either but um yeah i don't know not not a lot of things would make me throw my controller so to speak or throw my remote through the tv but yeah a tackle a running back or a tight end certainly would make the least sense i would be the least pleased with either of those three now hypothetical situation here fullback or a kicker go ahead no no you're sitting there at 12 (laughs) or no you're sitting there drafts happening you know, it's pick one, two, three, four, five. Guys are falling off the board. You see, you know, Stingley's still available. Yep. Um, and, you know, your team's tying them. They're talking them up. They're saying, you know, it's a great player. I'm surprised he hasn't gone yet. Seven, eight, nine. Um, he's still there. All of a sudden, trade is in. All right. Minnesota Vikings are now on the clock at pick 10. Yep. And and everybody in the subreddit's like Stingley. There's Photoshop of him in a jersey already. There's Photoshop of the Lombardi Trophy tattooed on someone's ass. All the things that you typically see in a Viking subreddit. And then the pick comes in with Malik the 10th overall pick in the NFL draft. The Minnesota Vikings select Malik Willis. Quarterback. Liberty. I mean, that's fine. But I me, mean, honestly, it's it's uh, like I wouldn't be as excited about it. But I mean, that to me, if you're trading up two more picks to get them and you, you know, it's a team, you know, it's a move of conviction. Like, a, like similar, I probably would react to the same way that you guys reacted to Jordan Love, um, even though Kirk Cousins, like Kirk Cousins, I say, is more on borrowed time than Aaron Rodgers ever was. Um, but I mean, to me, that's just a move by the organization that they really believe in. And that's, you know, our quarterback of the future. Does that immediately help us this year? No. Um, and could he be an absolute bust? sure but um you know i wouldn't i wouldn't be upset about it if the team believes in it enough to trade up for him that means they're going to invest in him and hopefully you know put pieces around him so i you know i want to be mad at that no okay i was just curious you know i wasn't i mean i was upset about the jordan love pick but at the same time i understood why it was there for the franchise it's not the best pick in the i mean 
The draft, I mean, I'm never going to change my mind. Drafting Jordan Love is the reason Aaron Rodgers is still a Packer and has played MVP seasons two years in a row. Sure. So if we if we could do it all over again, yeah, I say draft another quarterback in the first round this year. Sure, that's Make worth him, the first round pick and whatever else you used to trade up for him. I, I don't disagree with that. Like if that's in the shitty manipulative world where that's what it takes to get your quarterback to be successful, I think it's worth the first round pick. Obviously, it hasn't resulted in a bowl, but um, you guys have been so close. I, I would agree that it, it would be worth it to pay a first round pick for such performance yeah maybe um moving on to the packers i guess uh you know similar to you um i don't have a whole i mean quarterback would probably probably cause me to throw something really really fast (laughs) (laughs) um um, obviously wide receiver is a big thing i would not be one of those people that freaks out if we take a tackle with 22 um if if um, there are still plenty of wide receivers available because this this draft is very deep. So apparently, like picks one through fifteen, you you posted the thing like only you know fifteen first round grades. Um, but then I think that like second round grades and third round grades, where there's you know a bulk of the players are, um, there's tons of value there. Um, it's a very deep middle class draft, I guess, is what I. Uh, That's for what good the experts players, are saying. Not yeah. The studs. Um, so wide receiver, I think addressing that in the first round with one of the two picks is going to be great. Um, in the first round, I would really like to get somebody who's like a crisp route runner, somebody that um, can handle his feet well, does well with that. So um, I've heard Chris Olave. Um, I doubt he drops 22, so we might have to move up some to grab him. Um, I've heard um, quite a few um, times with the Traylon Burks. Uh, he's a big body wide receiver. I don't know how his route running is. Um, but Rodgers is one of those guys where you have to build that trust, the timing, um, and everything. So if if they're if the wide receiver is willing to put in the time to get the timing down with Rodgers preseason, um, absolutely, I'd be fine with any of the wide receivers that do that. Um, between like Olave, Burks, London, um, and Wilson, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, um, but then you know we do need to tackle, um, but you know Green Bay Packers they're 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 known for taking you know third or fourth round, fifth round draft picks and go, looking at an offensive lineman and go, you got nice hair, you could play O line. <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, I'm thinking about David Blocktiari, yeah. um, you know Royce Newman, um, both those guys, fourth, fifth rounders, uh, late round draft picks, putting in a lot of starts, future All Pros, All Worlds, Hall of Famers, um, no doubt in my mind. Um, and so, you know, I just, I always encourage, uh, teams like the Vikings who, and the, um, and the, 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 the Seahawks who struggle with, uh, offensive line to just, you know, stop drafting them in the first round. First round would suck. Take them in the fourth. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I have, it's, I know, you know, you can talk more about the Vikings than I talk about the Packers, but I mean, I pretty much all the mocks I'm seeing, at least when it relates to fantasy is they're going probably a wide receiver. A tackle isn't out of the question, like you said, but it seems like it's going to be someone on the offensive side of the ball. So for sure, that means they're going to take like a linebacker or a safety instead. So Packers fans, you better buckle up one more time. Hey, it's like I mentioned pre-pod, or not pre-pod, but earlier in the pod. They're going to take an offensive lineman, and Packers fans are going to be like, okay, we still got pick 28, and then they're going to take like a safety. And it's just <laughs> going to be an absolute freaking shit show all over the place. Um, and then in the second round, they're going to take some no-name wide receiver like Sky Moore. Um, <laughs> How dare you? He's from Alabama. Smoke, Smoke Monday. Whatever, what about Christian whatever Watson from NDSU? Jesse would be happy with that. 
you know, he's been projected as like someone projected him going to us at 28, and I was like, I don't want no note North Dakota bison in the first round. <laughs> bison, please, Jesse. Jesse would when's, make me when, say bison. When's the last time that worked out for a team? Um, and so, I mean, I I would be fine Screw with him you, if, in like the second round with the Raiders pick. Um, so that would be that would be good. But yeah, bison suck. Bison, bison, bison. Uh, all right, Josh, you probably don't want to do this, but I'd be interested if you would. Do you want to very quickly, without much thought, just do the first 32 picks? Just super quick, just looking at their team needs, looking at this list of however many you got. Do you want to just, for fun and shits and gigs, and see how accurate we can be by taking like 30 seconds or less a pick, and we can go every other? Uh, sure. Can you give me time to pull up the spreadsheet again? Sure, so I can... Yeah, you can do that. I have I have one. I have So I've opened up in two different tabs. I have one with the teams and their needs, then one with the overall the prospects list so it's going to make it easier for me but i also have a list or a thing i can play that i wanted to play because it's funny but if you want to talk about mocking this is the official i think this is the inaugural hid hood pod hidden oaks overdose <laughs> football fix mock draft and we would uh, be remiss if we didn't use some more sounders today so here you go josh you have 22 more seconds once i hit play here you actually think you're the buzz light year Oh, all this time, I thought it was an act. Hey, guys, look! It's the real Buzz Lightyear! You're mocking me, aren't you? Oh, no, 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 no. Buzz, look, an alien! Where? Ah! <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> You're mocking me, aren't you? We are, in fact, now mocking you, NFL. Josh, are we ready? Do you want to go first or second? I will go second. All right. With the first overall pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the, um, who the fuck? The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to select Trayvon Walker, edge rusher at a Georgia. That sucks. Uh, with the <laughs> second sucks. overall pick <laughs> in the 22 NFL it. draft, uh, the Detroit Lions are going to take Aiden Hutchinson, edge rusher from Michigan. Okay, interesting. How'd you do the strikey? Uh, <laughs> looks like you figured it out. Um, okay, so the Texans are on three. Ooh, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna go a little bit spicy, I think. That's not that spicy. What am I saying? We're gonna go ahead. We're gonna go ahead and give them Sauce Gardner, third overall cornerback out of Cincinnati. The Texans, you can have uh, Sauce Gardner. All right. Um, with the fourth overall pick, the, the, the New York Jets of Jetsonheim are going to go and they're going to grab their guy, Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon, edge rusher. Kayvon Thibodeau, huh? Okay. Okie dokie. So I'm number five here with the Giants. What do the Giants need? Oh, they need a tackle. We're for sure going to give the Giants uh, Evan Neal tackle out of Alabama. Seems like a good fit. Brian DeBull DeBull needs to protect his guy of the future. Probably not going to be Danny Dimes, but, um, you know, they're going to need someone to protect eventually. So we'll go ahead and lock down Evan Neal on a five-year deal. Panthers are going to trade out of the uh, Ooh, number okay. six Spicy. for their... No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to mock a trade. No, dude, um, please do it. That'd be hilarious. I love it. Uh, no, they're they're not. But cause, because I believe that the, pa- the Panthers are going to take quarterback, if I could find him on here. Matt Corral. Um, he's, yeah, Matt he's Corral. Row 28, number 20, rank 26. Matt Corral out of Mississippi. 
Okay, we're back to the... I had just noticed that the spelling of this when I copied it... <laughs> that guy needs to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> There's three S's in Mississippi. Is that what you're looking at? And, yeah, it's, it's Mississippi. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you know, I should have said there's three S's in a row in Mississippi. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's four total. <laughs> oh, did the Giants take rank 2.5 um, full full FC for Josh Mitchell and Hamlin? <laughs> oh, everything about this is so fucking stupid. I can't believe Jesse's still listening. We're the fucking worst. Oh God. The Giants have some two have two high picks here. Hardy gave him one tackle. Should I give him two tackles just so they can lock down? No, we won't do that. We will go ahead and we will give the Giants Jermaine Johnson, edge rusher out of Florida State. Uh, they need to add a significant piece of that defense as well. They have you know pick five and pick seven. I think adding one solid piece on each trench is going to be great for them. So we'll go ahead and give Jermaine Johnson uh, the number ninth overall draft capital. Josh, or not, sorry, number nine, number seven. Josh, number eight with the Falcons, who you got? Um, the Falcons, they are in need of a wide receiver. Um, I think that this is when they take Garrett Wilson, uh, wide receiver out of Ohio State. Okay, interesting. That suspension and then loss, yeah, they're, they have nobody. Okay, 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 okay. Um, all right, so I'm number nine now with the Seahawks. They got this pick in the trade with the Broncos. Um, so the Seahawks are on the clock at number nine. They need a QB. I mean, Drew Locke's their future, please. They need a tackle. They need a guard, a corner, an edge, a linebacker. I mean, if I'm, I mean, I honestly don't know anything about this draft class, but we'll go ahead and we'll give them the tackle that's listed here. And if I'm going to be sound racist pronouncing this name, Ikem Ekwanu. Sure. Ina Mekwanu out of North Carolina State. Um, he is apparently the second best tackle in this class, and so that's what the Seahawks deserve. And uh, that's who they'll take, number ninth overall. Uh, 16 seconds after the Seahawks announced their pick of Ikwan, Ike Mekwanu, the Jets run up there and hand the card for cornerback Derek Stingley out of LSU. Makes perfect sense to me, and I don't hate you for it. Do you want to take 11? Because I obviously want to take the Vikings pick. Do you want to take 11 then, or do you want me to just yeah. go twice in a row, or how do you want to do it? Nope, I, I can take it. So then the uh, the commanders, who are in need of a lot more than what's listed here, um, they are afraid of the run on defenders. They're going to go ahead and take Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame. Okay. Okay, Commanders. You could use a nice little safety back there. Their defense is pretty solid, and they're making it solider. Um, I'm going to take, uh, since I'm the Vikings here, I mean, Stingley's gone. That's pretty much who everyone wanted. I don't know that George <laughs> Karloftis is worth it. Um, you know, some people are wanting Tyler Lindenbaum, or Linderbaum, but, I mean, he's pretty much Garrett Bradbury 2.0. That's not worth it. We could go Drake London here. Drake London would be an excellent receiver for us. Um, J-Mo or Chris Olave would also be good for us. Some people have us taking, I don't even see him on this list, um, but whatever the cornerback is with McBride in his name, I want to say, or something like that. Um, I don't know where he is. I don't see him. Um, but anyways, we, I know Josh said he wasn't going to wasn't gonna do any sort of um, trade, but I'm going to do a trade because I believe at this point the Vikings would have no problem trading back. So the Vikings are actually going to trade the overall pick. We're going to trade it to the Steelers. So we're going to take pick 20, and the Steelers are going to take Malik, Malik Willis here at uh, pick 12, and uh, we will move back to 20. That would never happen. 
Never, huh? Uh, yeah, the Texans, uh, with this pick via the trade from the Browns, they're looking to reload. Uh, they need help on both sides of the ball in every single position. Um, they're just going to go ahead and go with best player available. Um, that is going to be not the best player available, Tyler Lindbaum, center out of Iowa. All right, Texans. We'll go ahead and uh, we'll go back to the Ravens. Ravens need a lot of help, um, but this class is deep with edge rushers. Uh, we haven't seen a linebacker go off the board yet, so I'm thinking about giving them uh, Devin Lloyd out of Utah. But um, I mean, they were about to sign what is basically one of a, one of the great edge rushers in Zadarius Smith. So we'll go ahead and give them George. Uh, <laughs> how the fuck, Carl Carl Oftis? I don't know how to say that. Out of Purdue, um, you know, he, he's a solid edge rusher, and uh, that's what they need. So that's what this list says and that's what i'm going to give them ravens you got yourself an edge rusher congrats eagles uh with the trade that they made with the dolphins they are going to go ahead and take somebody to solidify that d line of theirs um already have a decent defense uh they have young wide receivers and they realize that they can't draft one in the first round without screwing up their future so they're going <laughs> to go ahead and take uh the defensive linebacker devin lloyd out of utah Dang. Okay. <laughs> Has our draft been like defense twelve out of twelve out of fifteen right now? Or no, there's been a couple of tackles. No, what am I saying? But yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I was thinking about skill positions and not tackles. But uh, all right, we got the Saints here on the clock. This now. is about the time that I'd think that there'd be a run on offensive players. Right. And no, I mean, I was I was genuinely thinking about um, either Trevin Trevor Penning here for the Saints, or I was thinking about. Um, Wide receiver here. Who? Hmm. We'll go ahead. I mean, he's allegedly one of the great receivers of this class. Oof. We'll go ahead and we'll give them Drake London. Drake London's supposed to make a splash. He was probably supposed to last until later in the draft, according to some people. Some people haven't going much earlier, but the Saints, um, you know, they believe in Jameis Winston, and Jameis Winston has to chuck it to someone. So Drake London will be the Saints' pick here at sixteen. At Chargers at 17, uh, they lost um, edge rusher, center, and offensive tackle in Iowa, Brian Belaga. Um, and so they're, and but they solidified the defense in the offseason. Uh, so they're just going to go ahead and take that, uh, the, the highest ranked um, offensive lineman available, which just so happens to be Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa. Iowa, I'm replacing Iowa with Iowa. We love to see it. Um, so the Eagles are back on the clock. You just gave them Devin Lloyd. And so they're sitting there thinking to themselves, we got ourselves a linebacker. Now what do we do? Do we reach for a corner here with Carl? Um, what is that? Carl Elam. You, they probably still want to avoid a receiver. I like how linebackers also listed twice. I don't know if you did that or if that's just what happened. But no, that's it's, um, it's like their, their need based on, and then also depth. So there are, there's a bunch of them that have, like Packers have wide receiver, and then the last one's wide receiver because uh, they're, they need wide receiver. Um, there's some teams with multiple just because they're, they're lacking the depth there. All right. Well, in lieu of, um, (laughs) in lieu of actually helping their team, um, with a receiver, we'll go ahead and we'll give them Jordan Davis interior defensive lineman here. seems like a solid pick. It's a team need. Um, and, uh, it's the top prospect on the board. So if they're going best player available, they will take Jordan Davis. Hey, that's actually the guy I was going to give them with the earlier pick. So good job, Eagles waiting. You got your guy anyways. Uh, with the 19th overall, two picks. Sorry, go ahead. 
Oh yeah, uh, with their with the nineteenth overall pick, no Odin. It's not a celebrity pick yet. Um, with the nineteenth overall pick, the Saints had addressed their uh, need at wide receiver just a few picks ago, um, and they are still in need of some defensive help. Um, they've seen the run, but they're going to go ahead and grab um, Kyre Elam out of Florida, cornerback. Okay. And uh, the Vikings, who have traded back to 20 here, they see cornerbacks going. There's been a lot of defensive players off the board. Nice. Uh, A lot of defensive players off the board. They could still take a Traylon Burks or a Chris Olave. Chris Olave has probably fallen to some people's mock drafts here, but um, the Vikings, some people have us, you know, taking Trent McDuffie, this is the person I was looking for earlier, as high as 12. And so if the Vikings can trade back, add some draft capital, and still get Trent McDuffie, I think that's very solid for them. So they add a probably starting caliber corner, and uh, they did it while acquiring whatever they did i didn't mock the actual trade but the vikings will take trent mcduffie at 20 all right uh the patriots are sitting there and they're sitting uh they did exactly what they did last year and just kind of sat pat and didn't move up they're still going to get their guy they're going to get chris olave out of ohio state wide receiver with the Nikhil harry experiment having failed so righteously they need the uh they need to get their new qb a weapon so they're going to go with chris olave no, that makes total sense, Josh. And uh, you get to go back to my, back here. Yeah, I was going to say, I will go again. Um, yeah. uh, Packers fans are sitting there shaking their fist at Billy Bean his uh, <laughs> perfectly groomed uh, hair and cut-off sweatshirt as his dog made the pick of Chris Olave. Uh, good job, Nike. Uh, but then they're still going to they're still going to be shaking their fist when they realize that they take Traylon Burks, wide receiver, Arkansas. Okay, they're going to finally take a wide receiver. Do you really think that's how it's going to happen? Do you, do you really truly no. believe that in a heart? Is that what you want to happen? No, that's what I want to happen. You, know, you do know that what they're going to end up doing is taking Travis Jones, Devontae Wyatt, one of those defensive linemen that are available. Sure. All right, so now with uh, 23 on the clock, the Cardinals have kind of been sitting there, and they've been in a dispute with Kyler, and Kyler's, you know, he's, he's running around a lot, whether that's by choice or by, you know, necessity, I'm not sure. But we've been sitting here, kind of the guards don't go that high in drafts anymore, but it's certainly a need for the Cardinals. Maybe not their top need, but Zion Johnson is sitting there at a Boston College. He's a big, beefy motherfucker the Cardinals are going to go ahead and take an offensive lineman to keep Kyler steady to keep him upright and uh, we'll give him Zion Johnson out of Boston oh wow I'm, I'm happy I looked again because I was looking at the Bills uh, 24 of the Cowboys are up uh, Cowboys uh, are in need of a lot of help because I hate them and they suck um, but they uh, they need some help on that defensive line kind of the front seven they need a lot of help um, and so they're going to go ahead and address that by getting Devontae Wyatt out of the reigning champions, Georgia Bulldogs. Hell yeah, brother. Um, seeing that this player hasn't gone off the board yet and seeing it's probably one of their biggest offensive needs, they could go receiver here. Um, but the Bills at number 25, they're going to kind of run to the podium, hoping to lock down their guy at this position, even if they run it a lot with their quarterback. The Bills will go ahead and secure a five-year contract of Brees Hall at Iowa State. Um, you know, uh, who the fuck? Devin Singletary and the other guy. I can't even think of his name right now. Um, who's the other running back in Buffalo? Moss. Oh yeah, Zach Moss. Um, they haven't been getting it done in totality, so they run to the they run to the podium, take Brees Hall, and uh, hope that's kind of the final piece for their Super Bowl run. Titans over here. They they lost Julio Jones. Uh, they have AJ Brown. They have they got Robert Woods, um, 
and they're they're sitting there, they're thinking they're pretty. They they look at defense, they look at offensive line, and then they go, nah, Jamison Williams, wide receiver, Bama. Okay, all right. Um, so now we're moving on to the former Brady Bradersons, now reinvigorated Brady Bradersons. Brady stayed retired for what, not even a month or whatever it was. Um, yeah, he saw his kids and realized I hate them and left. <laughs> I'm sick of kissing them on the lips, so <laughs> their chapped lips suck. <sighs> So the Buccaneers are in a kind of a tough spot, though, because one of their, I mean, they need a safety for sure, but their secondary was not great last year. They probably have some more pressing needs, but there's, have we even seen a, we've seen maybe what one safety go off the board so far. So kind of the safeties have been pushed down, whether by, again, by need or by need or by happenstance. So there's kind of a couple top safeties here. Um and they haven't re-signed Indonican Sue, so they could go Travis Jones at a UConn. But I'll go ahead and I'll give them Lewis Kine out of Georgia. Um, and uh, just so they can lock down, you know, kind of hopefully a bit of a cornerstone for their secondary that really struggled last year. Obviously, when you have Brady, um, you, you, you believe anything's possible, but help, you know, improving your defense doesn't hurt either. So they'll take Lewis Kine. Yeah, so the Packers... Um, they're back on the clock. Uh, they had taken uh, Traylon Burks with the 22nd overall pick. Um, probably sitting there thinking we should have taken a, a cornerback or something silly. Um, but then they they look and they realize that they still need another wide receiver. So they're going to go ahead and double down so and grab. No, I'm just. I mean, there have been mocks that say they double down. Sure. Um, I as much as I'm sure that I'd love to see it. I don't think they do. I think they go with um, Travis Jones or one of the like D linemen to shore up that um, defensive line. Um, they might go with a, a, a corner even or an offensive lineman, um, but I think that they like taking an offensive lineman later in the draft. So I think that if, since Travis Jones is available out of UConn, that's who they take, defensive lineman. I think that makes sense. I mean, as, as many people... Yeah, I don't know. As many people as would like them to go pure offense, um, you know, they need. I think they they need a solid defense, and they they understand that. So I I can get behind that pick. Um, and moving on to the Chiefs now here at twenty eight, they were probably praying that like a Traylon Burks or some other top receiver would have somehow fallen to them by people trading up for quarterbacks or this or that. And we've only seen two quarterbacks 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 go off the board in our draft here. The Seattle Seahawks did not choose to address it, along with. Um, the Panthers didn't address it either, right? Or who'd you give the Panthers? No, Matt, Panthers got Matt Corral. Okay. But anyways, um, so yeah, the at least the Seahawks did not address their QB need. But sitting here, the Chiefs are like, we just lost Tyreek fucking Hill, okay? And we've seen a long a long line of edge rushers go. So as much as we'd love David Abahu, um, oh yeah, Oyabu, excuse me, or um, or Logan Hall, we'll probably go ahead and we'll just we'll lock down George Pickens here. We need someone to catch the ball for us at 29. So they'll go ahead and uh, they'll run to the podium with Georgia's George Pickens. Yep, and then then they might as well just hand in two cards at once because they have the next pick too at pick thirty, yep. um, and so they, uh, you know, being I will being that I will Andy Reid. Sorry, Josh, oh, I'm going to interrupt you for just a second. We're down to three picks here. And so this is kind of also the territory where we saw once upon a time the Vikings trade back into the first to get Teddy Bridgewater again. You know, you talk about the fifth-year option being a joke, but it's still like a leverage piece for teams. And so in these last three picks here, um, you know, I'm sure you want to make a pick for the Chiefs. But at the same time, think about maybe some other teams that might have a need. Maybe the Seahawks trade back up to lock in a quarterback here at the end of the first round or anything like that. Maybe you probably weren't thinking like that, but um, just something else to put in your noggin as you're kind of thinking 
thinking you have two more picks here whereas i just have one so i know you don't want to sit here and do trades but it's something to think about that teams might trade up here into the last couple picks of the first round to you know get that fifth year option even if it's the value isn't what it used to be yeah and i wish i had the picks that they'd have because i probably would uh i don't know if i don't know if the seahawks have many picks because they traded um, well for jamal Adams. <laughs> yeah um so but that was one of the teams that i had thought about um another team that might uh trade up um because they don't have a first round pick is like the colts um so that might be a team that trades back into the first but um i think that of the teams that don't have a first yeah i think that seattle would likely make a trade to come back up with what pieces i have no idea um but they'd lock down maybe a Sam Howell or a Kenny Pickett or, or maybe But not. yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that the Chiefs saw that and just kinda giggled and said, No, we had back to back picks, brah. Uh we're gonna <laughs> go ahead and we're gonna take uh, Logan Hall out of Houston. Sure. Uh, so now the Bengals are sitting here. They're like, we've never picked this late in a draft in the fucking history of our franchise, even though I think they won a Super Bowl before. But um, all jokes aside, they don't need a receiver. Obviously, they just had a Jamar. They could probably use more help on the offensive line. But Joe Burrow um, was able to get it done last year, probably in spite of a lot of things. Did, did we ever give Tyler Linderbaum to someone? Yeah, you did. Okay. Um, uh, who do the Bengals even want? I don't know, dude. Maybe I'll just fuck it. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I'm not going to do my own trade up because I don't know either. But uh, actually, fuck it. I'll go ahead and say however it happens, this gets this pick gets traded to the Seahawks because it's uh, not in the same conference. So it's AFC to NFC makes sense. And they will take Sam Howell. I don't know how that happens, but that's what I'm going to say happens. Well, see, you know, that just kind of ruined my plan as uh, um, as a Detroit Lions because they wanted to take the next quarterback. But since you took Sam Howell, they are clapping their hands because they get Kenny Pickett fence out of Pittsburgh quarterback. That was the guy they always pick. wanted right there. Kenny Pickett was always their guy, top of their board. No questions? Hell yeah, brother. Um yeah, so that was the first round. Uh, I think we got it all correct. No need to watch it on Thursday. You're mocking me, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> all right, well, that was a fun little experiment, Josh. I did genuinely enjoy that, and I will just be interested to see whether we got the picks right with the teams, if any trades do happen, or if, um, you know, I would assume we maybe have a 20% accuracy. But this draft is supposed to be, like you said, it doesn't have that kind of top-end talent where the first couple picks are shoo-ins. It's supposed to be more so there's a top, there's, you know, there's a consensus maybe top 10-ish players, but then there's a lot of depth. So trades could be, teams could be trading down, uh, trying to trade down a lot. And maybe, um, you know, this could be a very haywire first round. We will find out. But any other draft? Yeah, I, th- oops, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I mean, I had heard news that like half the teams want to trade back, but nobody wanted to trade up. Sure. Um, so there, there's a lot of a lot of issues there. I think that quarterbacks, um, we you know we've ragged on them. So I think that it could go one of two ways. It's going to go, you know, we're going to see a quarterback go really early, like earlier than we had earlier than six with Matt Corral. Um, like somebody trades up and grabs one um, and just shocks everybody, and then there's a run on them, or we don't see any. Um, and so they address something else at six, and um, and we don't see a quarterback go until like after pick 15. I wouldn't be shocked by that either. Um, and so just because this is such a weird draft class, I mean, um, obviously we're experts in this field and we no, know everything we there is to know about football. So yeah, um, yeah I mean, um, we're paid kind of um and so <laughs> i mean we have received um, but i do payment, think yeah. 
Um, I do think that, you know, it's, it's one of those things that there are people that get paid to do this and their accuracy is 20% or less all the time. Right. And the, some of those so people have like legitimate inside sources that, I mean, not that they would, would have to be truthful about their picks and a lot of people don't know, like you would really have to trust who goes first and then go from there. But yeah, even the professionals don't know. So we could be just as accurate as them <laughs> by pure luck. Yep. And I do think that, uh, the trade that you made with the Steelers, I think that that is probably one of the more likely things to happen that happened in our mock draft. I appreciate that. I mean, a lot of people are mocking it. I won't pretend like it was some novel original idea I had. Like a lot of people have been projecting such a thing, especially if like Stingley's gone, like like you had Stingley go 10, I believe, to the Jets. So, I mean, it's a pretty believable thing. I've also seen some mocks that where Malik Willis goes two to the Lions, and I think that'd be fucking lit. Dan Campbell gets a guy because um, Dan Campbell's just such a coach that I would I would run through a wall for Dan Campbell, but uh yeah it's it's interesting and um you know whether the seahawks trade back into the first or use one of their picks on a quarterback is interesting um yeah we had four quarterbacks go in the first round in total and i know we were we were shitting on the quarterbacks a lot but we ended up having four go in the first round still well yeah i mean it's like you said with the fifth year option that's especially important for those quarterbacks because um the lions taking a quarterback i think at 32 is more likely than them than the than them taking it at two sure um because you know they need a lot more than just quarterback. Say what you want about Jared Goff, but he's you know he's serviceable. He's not okay. He's trash, but he's serviceable trash. Sure. Um, he's not gonna. Um, you know, he's not a um, a guy that like the Seahawks with Drew Locke. That he's not. You know, he's he's been to the game. He's shown that he can play. Um, he just needs the pieces around him. I, I think that they might even take a wide receiver at 32 and and leave a quarterback but i do think that fifth year option is really appealing to a lot of teams um that are on kind of fringe quarterbacks um so then like uh the seahawks um taking sam howell um, they might take a quarterback earlier than what they they did in this one um so yeah it's, it's a lot of question marks i'm excited to watch it um i'm really excited to be disappointed it's it's one of my favorite times of the year um i remember one one year ago not not necessarily today but one year ago maybe like a couple weeks ago um we got the, the the very positive message and i'm very happy for him but alex williams was having the best of his life um he said in the in the dis or not the discord but the group me he said this is the best day of his life and it was it was the news that aaron Rodgers wants to tr- get traded out of green bay um so you know whatever you're doing in life to where that's the best day of your life i feel sorry um but i love you al uh the, gr- greener grass other side you know you know the speech um well, and moving. uh yeah and, and so i also just want to point out al dave sorry but you guys uh ben and i we kicked your ass in the um dennis height memorial open best ball tournament uh first place champs no big deal one by stroke josh's clutch performance in the 18th hole putting it within 10 feet of the pin to seal the win and the putt woof duh suck it <laughs> it wasn't even against al and them it was against uh some other people sure <laughs> suck it nerds uh okay so that's i assume that's all the f- the draft thoughts we have i mean any any th- daggers for anyone you want to see the packers target on day two or day three or do you not even want to speculate you don't care enough because i know neither of us really pay attention to college ball so yeah i mean i don't like i said i'm i like the late the mid to late rounds because not necessarily that I know what they do or know who they are. I don't necessarily have any gut reactions right out of the gate, but um, for the Packers, like the linemen, the, the, they need an offensive line. 
because um, they lost a lot of pieces, but they do so well at picking guys and plugging them in and, and having them rotate around. And um, and so when they take linemen in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, um, they're more than likely going to get playing time. And so I, it's always nice to see that. And um, so I'm more interested in in their like second year in the league, how and then grading that draft and going, huh, okay, they were a fifth round draft pick. That's nice. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't really care about the draft after. Well, I don't care about the draft that much. Sure. All right. Should we move into a little? We won't talk too much about it, but should we move into a little dynasty talk here then? Just uh, since, I mean, I, I'm in three dynasty fantasy football leagues, and um, I, I've traded away all my picks in two of my leagues. So, I only have the draft that you and I are doing on Sunday, and that's it. Those, those are all my draft picks for 2022 as far as uh, dynasty leagues go. So, you know, I won't say I feel like as prepared as I should be for my only dynasty draft of the year, but um, that's the way I set up my team. So, that's the way she's going to be um yeah <laughs> you i know you have a top two pick though so instead of me ranting a bunch about all my picks real quick uh what, what are you thinking about because uh, you would have had the one one obviously there was a little con- controversy there you have the 102 but i mean you're gonna get a top two player and so i'm sure you've been thinking about that even if the owls league draft is a little bit further into the off season what are you thinking about are you gonna go running back uh how are you feeling at the 102 you know, you know, I might have, I might have something in the works for that one. One, who knows? Um, but uh, would you, would um, you just no, double tap running backs then, or would you be trading the two to get the one? I would. No, I would, I would double tap running backs hardcore. Oh, uh, yeah. My starting running backs are Raheem Mostert and Chuba Hubert. So yeah, <laughs> um, that's likely. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah, it is. But. Um, no, I, number two, I, I'd have to go with the best running back available. There's no doubt in my mind that that's going to be the case. Um, I have the third overall pick in our dynasty league um, because of unfortunate events. And honestly, I have no idea. My team is so stacked that I have no <laughs> idea who I'd need. And the fact that I lost every single game except for three pisses me off. It's not, like, not who do I take? As you think you are, huh? Oh, no, I'm stacked. Okay, um, <laughs> no, I think that game, that that league is just going to depend on who take who the first and the second overall are, um, and, I'm, and then I'm just going to go best player available. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you since we're talking about the Hidden Oaks League, like I have pick 101, I have pick 105, I have pick 106, I have pick 110, I have pick um, 11, which is 2-1, I have pick 16, which is, you know, 2-6. And so, you know, I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 6 picks in the top 16. And then I also have pick 306 and 401 and 407. Those picks might not even make my team, who knows. But, um, you know, a lot of picks in the kind of the top end here. I mean, 101, I really have no reason to not go Brees Hall unless he like fucking, even if he breaks his leg i'm not competing again this year like i'm tanking again in 2022 so so i can secure the 2023 first overall pick so i mean it really i don't unless Brees hall died i don't know that i would take anyone that isn't Brees hall there at the 101 and i know you want to talk less about it because al can hear and other people are talking about it but like who do you who if you were me um looking at my team and thinking about not in this year this year necessarily and it depends on draft capital and all these other things but who do you truly think is the best running back is it Brees hall is it kenneth walker um should i just look to trade back because the value in this class isn't as you know what it could be in 2023 or if you had the one-on-one in this league for my team what would you do um i think that one-on-one you know Brees hall but then since you have so many pieces um 
just because Brees Hall has the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, Kenneth Walker is more of a head-on runner. Um, I think that uh, <coughs> um, with the remaining picks, the 2023 draft class, I think there's five running backs in that draft class that are comp like ranked higher than what Brees Hall would be. So like if Brees Hall and them were all in the same ones, he'd be number six or number five somewhere in there. So it's it's uh, obviously a lot can happen in a year, um, but this 2023 draft class for running backs has been highly touted since uh, 2021. All right. So, so I think that uh, um, with the remaining picks, if you could package them into 2023 first round draft picks, go ahead and do that. Um, sure. And yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely not afraid to trade some of my 2022 picks. Like I should probably address receiver at some point because eventually I will need receivers to start on my team. But um, yeah, I guess I haven't. I guess I haven't really announced. Like you can only put so much in the chat. Like I put out my list of players I'd be willing to trade today. Didn't get a lot of action on that. Got like two offers, but not for what I wanted. And then uh, I'm. All, I'd also be willing to trade my 2022 picks, but I don't. I don't think people trade a lot for picks in this league. So. And I don't want to put too much in the chat at once to overstimulate, so I don't know. But I'd certainly be willing to do that, Josh. If you're looking to acquire a couple more picks this year, I mean, let me know. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. I mean, not so this I, year, but I might be able to toss out uh, Robert Woods or something. You know, how's uh, I do not Henry, Henry Ruggs the Henry Ruggs the third for uh, 2023 <laughs> first rounder? Josh Henry Ruggs the third is in is what he's dead or in jail? He killed someone. He's not. Oh, dead. that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. He killed someone. I I've, I forgot off the top of my head. I apologize. Uh, but yeah, no. He's driving too fast on the highway. Drunk. I remember now. Um. Yeah. And Jesse just messaged me. Okay. We'll uh, we'll talk, Jesse. Anywho. Yeah. So with one on one, I'm probably gonna take Brees Hall. And then in my other two leagues, I have absolutely zero draft picks. You guys can have fun. But there, I mean, there's a couple receivers. If I you know if I stay at five and six, um, I'd probably tap receivers there and then i have 10 11 i might go four receivers honestly we'll see depending on how the draft kind of falls to me but uh yeah that's kind of that's kind of what i'm thinking of dynasty and i know you don't want to give away your secrets um you i don't know if i wrote this last year or if you wrote this this year but maybe a sleeper or two is there anyone i don't know how much draft research you've done of course you have a draft on sunday with me but is there any sleeper you're looking at anyone kind of deeper that you're like who i you know i hope they could fall to me uh, no, my draft research is on par with my preparation for podcasting in general. So, oh, okay. I'm, Bottom I usually barrel. do it the day of. Yep. Excellent. Okay. Well, we'll go ahead and we'll just move on then. Uh, this is a section I think since we copy and pasted the sheet from last year, we didn't really, we could have probably just deleted it because a lot of the stuff has been addressed, but it's kind of fun to talk about also reflect on last season and then also look forward. Um, so this segment is workshop outline for fall to inspire ideas. I mean, we didn't do studs or duds or pickums last year. Um, we also have to revisit your effort. Josh, do you feel like your effort last year was what you wanted it to be based on what you wrote in the spring? Sure. You tell me, Josh. You wrote that one, not me, for sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> this, so we've reached this part of the podcast, huh? Okay. Um, no, um, I, I could, I could improve. There's always room for improvement. That's the spirit, Josh. That's the answer we were looking for. Um, but I mean, what? So what do you? So with the pod play along. It seems like everyone does enjoy the daily fantasy, and you said you would even do the daily fantasy again for a third year in a row, and maybe on top of something else. Um, but like studs and duds, and you know, or like a pick'em, like locks and upsets. Do you? Do we still leave those in the vault? Do we try and bring back one of those this year? Like I know for us, those have been more. You know, at least for me, I guess that's more manually intensive. But we could do it. Or what do you think about that? Um, I, I'm a big fan of the daily. I would I would keep doing the daily. Sure. Um, I think Nikita really liked the daily as well. 
Um, but I wouldn't be opposed to any ideas if people have them. Um, and so that's one of the things that I think we can uh, revisit. Stud dud, maybe more as a, um, you know, I don't know. I know, I know. Not Eric's would if Eric's were here, he would advocate for us to do anything that isn't the FanDuel thing because he currently can't participate in that. So he would advocate for either not doing the daily fantasy or doing something else too, yeah. so that he could play with. Which I mean, Dude I love Eric. They're whoring out trying to get us to buy him Google oh. gift cards. Oh, I did. I didn't. I didn't have to buy it for him. I just had to log in. Well, like, got buy it, but yeah, log in. yeah, and I did it. Uh, yeah, I was going to, and then I looked. I heard, I, I remembered like the next day at like two in the afternoon. I was like, shoot. <laughs> and then hope someone got that for him. <laughs> exactly. You didn't even follow up. You're like, well, yep, it's nope. too late now. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I do a sudden duds kind of like we did the first couple of years where it was more of a knee jerk kind of um, reaction. And, and I say knee jerk because I think that there was a couple of times where uh, both of us, uh, maybe both of us did it once where we picked a player who would be a stutter dud that wasn't playing that week. Um, and sure. so more of a, you know, more of, um, or like a pick them out of, um, you know, a list of players and sure. that's your player for the week and that sort of thing. Um, you know, something just a little bit more nonchalant, maybe not for money on the line, something a little bit more fun, fantasy related, uh, something to keep the people interested. If you're um, not gambling, what's the fucking point? Well, maybe we could put money on the line, but we, who knows if, uh, you know, I don't want to have to track a bunch of things just so there's a fair payoff, maybe like a week by week thing. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that we should keep the um, daily going um, and then go from there. Um, maybe like an over under type deal each week. Um, we could do, uh, you know, some fun things like that. Um, obviously, a little bit more intensive there. Maybe, maybe um, going back to our roots with uh, the Faye Favre and going to more of a football type focus. Um, instead of some of the things that don't necessarily inspire others to respond, like hidden oaks or favorite smells or um, things like that. So if we were to go sure. back to like you know football jerseys or um, nicknames of football players or Green Bay Packers players or Green Bay Packers Super Bowl trophies or Green Bay Packers <laughs> you're so, fans. You're so Speaking of, hang on. So now I know we're at the end of the podcast. Yep. Um, this is our we're 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 transitioning into. We'll, well just say we're, we're transitioning not, into the outro. Whoa, 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 nope, whoa! I said it. We're no, there. We're nope, there. Absolutely not. But continue. Okay. Um, so we're transitioning into the almost transition into the <laughs> outro. Um, and so I have a client at work. Yep. Young man, fun to talk. I mean, he's a great kid. Uh-huh, fun to talk to. And his his mom is very active in his case. And every time I pick up the phone and I hear their voice on the other end, I think to myself, holy shit, this call is coming from Elk Mound, Wisconsin. That's Carl Gerbspit. <laughs> that good, huh? Every single time. And I just about lost it today when it crossed my mind because I knew we were going to be podcasting at the time that they called. And I was just thinking, oh, football. Go Packers. Let's get Gerby on the fucking mic, huh? And and then and then they called and I was just like <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Uh, there's one other thing I wanted to address before the outro though. Like obviously we don't have to consider and go through this whole list. The Gar's gut thing didn't never took off. The two dollar holla turned into our sponsorships. They got a couple people to hit. The Champions League actually 
was pretty fucking cool, and I'm happy to do it again this year. And we're looking for one new player, so if you'd like to be considered for the Champions League, I don't have official way of doing that. I'm just going to say I'm going to do it because I'm a dictator commish. But if you're interested for throwing your hat into consideration for the Champions League, let me know. You do have to be a uh, fantasy football league champion within the past 10 years to be eligible to join the league. But um, that was pretty fucking sweet last year, I'll be honest. I appreciate everyone who participated. The Heroes of Yesteryear was a thing Josh is going to do, but we kind of both agreed that it's not the same without video. Same of Meme of the Week. We tried to do that, but without video, it's just not quite the same. Um, weekly contest that didn't josh you, you were building like a website you like built a web page with a wheel whatever happened with that could that be something we revisit as our secondary game or did you hate that too much was it too intensive for you to code or whatever whatever happened there so yeah it was too intensive to code and then the 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 idea itself um just kind of fizzled out to where i thought this is stupid um <laughs> Um, but a lot of that, so that wheel idea, um, it's still sitting in the hopper, but I'd have to really get the motivation. I'd have to triple dose that at or all this to figure out Damn. where I was at. So, sure. um, it's, it's, uh, yeah, we're, we're talking, um, you know, it might be an idea for like a side bet each week where instead of doing every single player in a position, we do, you know, like a, a side bet, like, so today's side bet is, and then over under on a certain yardage for, running back or wide receiver or something but yeah so we can maybe figure something out like that that might be more do that's definitely more doable than what i had in mind um but yeah okay yeah. all right well that that's potentially in the hopper and then one other thing we've kind of only discussed amongst ourselves kind of briefly and it's not a for sure thing yet but i know you voice a lot that you feel like longer shows in the fall just get too long maybe because there's just so much content so much going on and there's people like a lot of our listeners are in you know five plus leagues three plus leagues it's just a lot within a week and so maybe going to multiple shows that are shorter in a week so maybe like two half an hour shows or two 25 minute shows or whatever that looks like um did you um like do you still think that's a good idea having sat on it for a week or however long you have or kind of what what would be your idea for the breakup of the two shows um and kind of what where would that come from yeah i mean i guess it just kind of goes to what i always say where um you know if we did like a if we did two shows a week, obviously we'd have to figure out days because I know we're both have we're busy in the fall. But um, it, uh, you know, our days don't necessarily overlap where we're busy, so we only have the one free day available. Um, and so I think that um, <coughs> maybe if we were to do like a Saturday or a Sunday um, where it's more of a, like maybe a Sunday morning or a Saturday afternoon type deal where we do a preview of the week and we talk more fantasy related stuff. And then, um, our regular show, which I forget which day of the week we typically do it on Thursday. Tuesday. We did Tuesday, Tuesday last year. Cause you, I mean, I wouldn't say you made us do Tuesday, but Tuesday was kind of the day you would set up. And then, so I'd switch my pathfinder, which was on Tuesday to Thursday. So we could do Tuesday. Did we? Cause I had softball on Tuesdays. I'm just telling you last fall, we had a Tuesday every, or we had a podcast every Tuesday. <laughs> Oh, well, um, we'd have to coordinate that. But, you know, doing something like the day or two before the, the week or the games start, maybe after the Thursday games, um, we do uh, a preview of the week for fantasy, more football related. Um, and then like the other show, we can do more of a fun um, league related type thing with some fantasy and football mixed in. Okay. Uh, the yeah. Things that happened in between that. Sure. And I guess for the fans listening, you let us know. I mean, obviously, it's up to what Josh and I can produce. And if Josh would rather do two shows a week, like we can try and accommodate that. Um, or if, um, like two shorter shows, I should say. Or, you know, kind of the fan. I guess the, the question to the fans would be if we had to break our show up into two different 
um, two different chunks, so to speak. Um, you know, what would you want to see in the two different chunks? Like, you know, our, all our traditional segments and we could add or subtract, but if we had to break our traditional hour show into two different shows, what would you want to see in each show? What, where would you want to see us draw the line? And so we'd appreciate your input on that. Maybe it would give us a better idea. And it's not a for sure thing that we will do it. Um, but you know, maybe it'd be easier for Josh and I to be able to carve out a half an hour, even if we're busy on a bunch of nights. Like I know my Pathfinder game, I moved to Thursday, but if we were to start like right at 4:45 or right at five, like I could do a quick half an hour pot before Pathfinder. And so so just be a matter of you know lining up our schedules again and you know maybe we think we're busy for a night but we could carve out you know what would be in totality an hour to prep and then shoot the pod and then be done within like an hour even though there's only a half an hour of podcasting time so to speak but that's uh that's more of an on-air production meeting we were having there but we are interested to see what you guys think about that if if the show were to break up into two smaller chunks what would you want to see or would that be the worst thing um for the fans let us know but uh yeah Appreciate you chatting that out with the Josh. We are now officially transitioning 134, not 100, Jesus, an hour and 34 minutes later into the outro. And uh, I'm sure fans are sick of listening to us. It's been a longer pod, but that's kind of the way she goes. We've been out for a while. There's a, there has been a lot to talk about. Um, any, any final words, Josh? Any, any more excitement for the draft or excitement for the future of season five? Or um, I don't know, any, any other final words before we let the folks go until May? I just beat level 590 in Candy Crush. Is that true? Are you a Candy Crusher these days? Yeah, I got bored. Okay. I mean, Jesse, you're currently the only fan listing. More people will listen after the podcast. Um, I mean, we have we have Eric's listens. Um, Levi used to listen. Maybe Carmen Bear will come back. Walter's listens. Al listens. Brian listens. Obviously, it's some some we will have at least five to six people that I think are interested in what we have to say. So, um, yeah. We will be back. Like I said, we kind of did a monthly thing last year. We will be back in May post-draft. We will be back in June and July. Um, I know at one point we just did a very goofy, like a fave far of like very early redraft fantasy projection stuff. But there's definitely plenty of stuff we could podcast about. We'll be back at least monthly uh, until August, and then we hit our full normal slate like um, – like usual, I I still have the note. Stay safe. COVID's pretty much over these days, but um, the vice president Kamala Harris just got COVID, so things are out there. Obviously, Jesse's in Germany. He's the closest to the conflict in Ukraine. So Eric's and Jesse also stay safe as we have this very unfortunate thing happening in the world. Um, engage the show again. I mean, pretty much anyone who listens to this these days knows about our Discord, but spread the word about our Discord if you have more friends who'd want to chat about football. Anchor.fm/hoodpod is where you can leave us voicemails, and then um, hit. Noakes overdose at gmail.com is where you can leave us a nice little email. Um, uh, personally, okay, so we'll, we'll go ahead and fill Jesse's note in here before last song. Personally, I think there's a lot of filler with the fan tasty zone and all those other fun segments that if you tried, I don't know, get down to okay, okay, <laughs> all right, thanks, Jesse. We will take that feedback and we will um, put it in with everything else. Ignore it. <laughs> we'll, we'll file it right in the shredder um, no we appreciate your input Jess and we appreciate you listening in the middle of your shift in the middle of the night in Germany so have a great night everybody and we will see you in May and uh, Skull Vikings how dare you go Packers have you seen the uh, the Detroit or the Chicago Lions logo yeah, I mean, I'm sure I have. I can't imagine it just off the cuff, but... I mean, it is definitely the uh, definitely the greatest thing I've ever seen, and I think that uh, um, most people would disagree with me because it's actually an atrocity, and 
does not deserve any sort of attention, but I'm going to send it to you anyways. <laughs> Go for it. And sending. Sending. Am I going to get it before I stop recording? Hopefully. <laughs> now. Ooh, ooh, Melvin Gordon resented the Broncos. Got it right in the pod.